Welcome to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Jackson. Week 7 recap show. Man, what an exciting week of football. A lot of great games, a lot of close games. Um, had a couple teams pull narrow victories at the end. A couple others didn't really show up to play today. But we're going to go ahead and cover every Week 7 score as well as covering those top fantasy performers in those games. Touch on the Week 8 waiver wires as well too. And we're going to go ahead and get out of here in a decent amount of time. We'll see if I get on the rambling. Uh, there's a couple rants I for sure uh, I have uh, locked away. But let's start with the Thursday night recap between the Giants and Eagles. And that was supposed to be on our preview show last week. Unfortunately, we did have the software crash again. Um, It is a consistent work in progress. So bear with me, guys, and appreciate it. And again, if you guys have any fantasy questions, lineups, you can hit us up on Instagram. We have the link there in the bio. But let's go ahead and touch on... The Thursday night recap, which was the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. And this was one of those close games that came down. Eagles 22, Giants 21. Carson Wentz put the team on his back, literally. Um, Carson is just, he's trying to do it all for this Eagles team. Had about 32 fantasy points, 25 of 43 with 359 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. But Carson Wentz finished as one of the top 10 quarterbacks this week and looked really good doing it as well. Just with the the weapons that they don't have right now, and he's still putting up big numbers like this, and especially on the fantasy side, it just gets you excited for when Miles Sanders comes back, when uh, Alshon Jeffrey, if he ever comes back, rookie Jalen Rager, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. You know, this guy is a, is a quarterback playing with none of his tools right now but is still having a great fantasy season. On the recipient end, though, leading all receivers, or at least on the Eagles side, was Richard Rodgers, six receptions, 85 yards, and Boston Scott in the backfield, 12 carries and 46 yards, and I believe he had a receiving touchdown as well, too, so it's nice to see that Boston Scott's able to get into the passing game as well, too, especially with Miles Sanders out of the, the equation for now. But good overall game for the Eagles on the Giants side. Daniel Jones, he had a pretty decent game as well too, 25 fantasy points. He would have had a much bigger day. And I know this, I feel bad for the kid because this this highlight is going to stick with him forever. Breaks out for a huge, maybe like 80-yard, 60-yard run. This guy is just... He has the end zone in front of him. Gets past the defense like he's gone. Starts looking back. And you see those legs start giving out. And he fell short of the end zone. I think it was maybe 10 yards or so. But I know Giants fans. I know Daniel Jones owners were going ballistic. This guy could probably finish at quarterback one if he would have gotten that score. At least close to it. But he had four carries for 92 rushing yards. Uh, He led all... uh, Rushing and passing yards in this game. His leading receiver was Sterling Shepard with six receptions, 59 yards, and one receiving touchdown. Sterling Shepard's someone who we're going to be talking about on the waivers here in a bit. But overall, not really a good game, but I guess a, an important game for this NFC East. 
uh, with the Eagles currently in the first place right now with the Cowboys losing this past weekend. And let's go ahead and jump into that game right now. Cowboys 3, Washington football 25. Man, my Super Bowl pick has gone out the window officially. That's what injury will do to you. That's what, yeah, injury will do to you. Uh, new head coach, uh, lack of defensive talent. I mean, this Cowboys team was on paper looking like a team that would be playing deep in uh, January, possibly even that first weekend in February. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, with the injury of Dak, with the early injuries to the defense, this is just a key team that, you know, the gates opened and they were just struggling from the get-go. Uh, Dak was doing everything in his power to keep this team afloat. Unfortunately, he's gone down with a season-ending injury. And now you give the keys to Andy Dalton, who goes 9-19, 75 passing yards and one interception. Uh, Zeke Elliott in the backfield, just another letdown. 12 carries of 45 uh, rushing yards. Amari Cooper had a decent day. Seven receptions, 80 receiving yards. Nothing great, but you know, you'll take it, especially in fantasy. But, man, overall, this Cowboys team is shot. Um, I think they're going to be – they'll be a team that's going to finish probably the bottom five if they continue to keep playing like this. You hope they don't. They have enough talent to, to pick it up for sure. But, you know, we'll see what happens. On the Washington side, though, Kyle Allen came out and had a pretty decent day. 15 to 25, 194 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. His leading receiver, Terry McLaurin, had about 18 fantasy points of the day. He had seven receptions, nine receiving, 90 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. And then Antonio Gibson had a pretty big day as well, too, at running back. Gave you about 18 fantasy points with 20 carries, 128 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown as well. Uh, this Washington team's a little frisky. Um, their defense is is much improved it's the offense that lacks um luckily they benched Dwayne Haskins put the uh the trust into Kyle Allen right now and he's been you know he's having his ups and downs right now we haven't seen him play a great defense um to where you can have a good game but continue to invest into uh Terry McLaurin I, I like him with Kyle Allen I think he has a much better Fantasy outlook with Kyle Allen throwing him the ball versus Dwayne Haskins or even Alex Smith. So that's good news for Scary Terry. But let's go ahead and jump on to our next game here. And we have the Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. Detroit 23, Atlanta 22. This was a heartbreaker for Atlanta. Um, Todd Gurley at the end. I mean, I know you're happy for fantasy-wise. He... Um, Broke the plane, was supposed to fall one yard short. They would have been able to milk the clock out. Atlanta would have gotten the dub. Instead, Gurley breaks through the defense, gets stumbled up, and falls just and breaks the plane. Falls right in front of the uh, the end zone. Breaks the plane, but gives you a good fantasy day at least. You're happy with that. It gave you about 21 points. Uh, 23 carries, 63 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Julio Jones on the receiving end gave you eight receptions, 97 receiving yards. And Matt Ryan, not a great game, but 
31 of 42, 338 passing yards, one passing touchdown. Uh, him and Matt Stafford, on the other hand, uh, identical numbers. Stafford with 340 passing yards and one passing touchdown. Um, and then Kenny Galladay, though, led all receivers in this game. Six receptions and 114 receiving yards. Uh, gave you about 17 fantasy points there on the day. Uh, this was an ugly game between two NFC uh, opponents. Um, not a lot really going on. This was, I would say, a garbage time game. Uh, two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. Two teams that are right now just trying to be a little frisky, playing from behind a lot in games. And when you face up against each other, you have a one-point win for one side. But moving forward, these are two teams that I like their fantasy outlook for the year, uh, especially the receivers on both ends. Galladay, um, Marvin Jones, hopefully he gets mixed in. It looked like TJ Hawkinson was getting a lot of the work today on the line side. I believe he had 16 fantasy points, so he had a good fantasy day overall. But just both teams, I could see them passing a lot in games now moving forward, um, especially just where they're at division-wise and where they're at uh, record-wise. I mean, the Lions are 3-3. Three and three. I don't expect them to break over 500. Uh, this is a bad team, and especially on defense, offense, limited weapons, but, you know, trying to make the best of it. And the Falcons, I mean, they're 1-6, and six, unfortunately. Um it might be it might be reboot time. It might be time to to start looking to see uh, what you can get draft pick wise in Atlanta. Uh, start trading some assets away. You know this is a team since their Super Bowl loss years ago that can just never put it back together. And I mean they've always had the talent. Um, Matt Ryan to me is still a top ten quarterback. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, those guys are both I would say top ten or top fifteen in receivers in the league overall. Uh, Todd Gurley, he's a um, I don't want to say reliable because, you know, those injuries could flare up. But he is someone that has proven uh, that he can put a workload on himself and, and help a team succeed and, and get to that next tier. Unfortunately, though, it's not going to be the year for the Falcons, um, neither for the Lions. But a team who this could be a year for to blow up and come back from last year is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers 27, Tennessee Titans 24. This was probably the best game of the day. Um, big just I mean both sides huge fantasy days for both sides but we'll go ahead and touch on Pittsburgh first Ben Roethlisberger 32 for 49 268 passing yards two touchdowns three interceptions but still gave you a decent day with about 20 fantasy points it's not the best for a quarterback but in a game like this where you have the uh the onions to start him against this good Tennessee defense uh good for you he he Gave you a very low-end baseline, but you didn't regret playing him. Unless, let's say, streaming him. Because, of course, there's plenty of other quarterbacks that did better than Ben. But you know what? Starting him in a game like this, he uh, he gave you some numbers. James Conner, though, on the running back side, he looked good carrying the ball. 20 carries for 82 yards. Uh, couldn't get into the end zone. But as overall, just as a runner, he looks great uh looks healthy looks like he's hitting the hole pretty well too hitting the hole pretty well um hitting the hole as well too excuse me and juju smith schuster led all receivers with nine receptions 85 yards on the titan side tannen hill 18 to 30 220 passing yards two passing touchdowns derrick henry 20 carries 75 rushing yards 
one rushing touchdown, and A.J. Brown. That man is bad. Six receptions, 153 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. He gave you about 27 fantasy points on the day. A.J. Brown, locked and loaded, moving forward. This guy better not see your bench. Uh, He is a proven wide receiver one. Uh, Huge day for A.J. Brown, and especially against the Steelers defense, which was, uh, again, top five in the NFL. So highly confident now playing A.J. Brown moving forward against anybody for him to go and do this against that type of defense. And you know who else I'm very confident playing moving forward as well, too, is Tannenhill. Uh, Tannenhill, for playing this Steelers defense and going up to Pittsburgh, played a really good game. I was very impressed with Tannenhill. Um, They weren't in Pittsburgh. uh, Excuse me. They were in Tennessee, but still playing against this Pittsburgh's defense. uh, Very impressive on how he handled the game. Uh, Our next game here, we're going to make this one quick. Chiefs-Broncos. Chiefs 43, Broncos 16. Highlight of this game. Snowing in Denver. I missed the 303. Uh, Missed Denver. Was there about a week, two weeks ago. Got some lovely fall weather. I'm glad I missed this uh, winter snowstorm. Um, And it really was just a snowstorm on both sides of the ball. Uh, Not really huge fantasy production for anyone in this game but we'll go ahead and touch on all all bases here your chiefs patrick mahomes 15 to 23 200 passing yards one passing touchdown not a great day for patrick mahomes i think he gave you about 15 fantasy points or so clyde edwards hilaire eight carries 46 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown gave you about 13 fantasy points and Nicole Hardman on the Chiefs side led uh, all receivers with two receptions, 57 receiving yards. Gives you an idea of what kind of day it was when the Chiefs are putting up numbers like those. Still finished with a big win, 43 points. You know, that's nothing shabby. But on this Broncos side, 16 points. Man, it did not happen at all for anyone on this Broncos team. Uh, Drew Locke, two interceptions, 254 passing yards. Phil Lindsay, nine carries, 79 rushing yards. You know, no one on this Broncos team really could get it going other than uh, Brandon McManus. Uh, Melvin Gordon gave you a late score, but other than that, it was just an ugly game on both sides. I highly expect the Chiefs to bounce back. Broncos, and I'm saying this because I am a homer, let's tank. Come on, we're 2-4. and four. We can ride this losing streak now. Let's start tanking. We got that win against the Pats. We got, you know, we got a, a good win there. Now let's let's... Suck for the rest of the year. Let's go get us a, a real quarterback. Sorry, Drew. But let's go get a real quarterback. All right. Next game we're going to move on to was another good game. Uh, Battle of Ohio. Uh, number two. Browns 37. Bengals 34. First thing, uh, prayers out to Odell Beckham. Uh, terrible to see him go down. I think it was on the first play of this game. Tore his ACL, unfortunately. So... Tough day there for Odell. A tough day there for the Browns. Huge loss, honestly. It's unfortunate. But they did win this game. Uh, moves them up to 5-2, and two, which is exciting for Cleveland. I mean, they have a winning record. And it's and it still feels like it's not good enough, unfortunately. But these guys are playing good enough. And someone who is playing good enough and balled his butt off this weekend was Baker Mayfield. Gave you about 40 fantasy points, 22 of 28, 297 passing yards, five passing touchdowns. I uh, threw a pick, I believe, early in this game and then just didn't look back. Um, he, he, he flipped the switch the other way and went nuts. 
Kareem Hunt, uh, 18 carries for 76 yards, and Rashad Higgins left left led all receivers, six receptions, 110 receiving yards. Uh, Joe Burrow on the other side didn't have a bad shabby day either. Give you about 38 fantasy points, 35 of 47, 406 passing yards, and three passing touchdowns. Uh, Gio Bernard was one of the recipient of those passing touchdowns. As a backup, he gave you a pretty decent day with about 18 fantasy uh, points. Joe Mixon was scratched from this game. And on the Bengals side, leading receiver Tyler Boyd, 11 receptions, 101 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Tyler Boyd gave you a big day, about 27 fantasy points. I believe he finished on the wideout, number four for the week. A uh, great game for both teams, fantasy-wise. Uh, moving forward, kind of like how I was talking about Falcons lines. Uh, both of these teams now moving forward. I mean, they they have fantasy assets galore. And um, on this Brown side, something that we're going to talk about in waivers, I like a lot. And uh, you could see the connection even this past weekend. Rashad Higgins. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry is going to start pulling the number ones. Rashad's going to be the one on the outside there to really help improve your team. And really help the Browns as well, too, just continue to be playing at this high level that they are. I mean, they're 5-2, and two, so we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, another game uh, in the NFC South that was pretty close. Carolina Panthers 24, New Orleans Saints 27. Uh, pretty quiet game for fantasy all around, except for at the wide, wide receiver position for uh, Carolina. DJ Moore gave you about 25 fantasy points. Four receptions, 93 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, not a bad day at QB. Not a great day, but not a bad day, especially if you stream. We'll give you a little over 24 fantasy points, 23 to 28, 250 passing yards, and two passing touchdowns. Same with Drew Brees on the other end, 29 to 36, 287 passing yards, and two passing touchdowns. No Michael Thomas still, so this ball is getting spread out all over the place, unfortunately, for New Orleans. Um, I expect Michael Thomas to hopefully be coming back here soon. Um, was a stupid rumor over the weekend that they are taking in uh, calls for trade offers for Michael Thomas. I don't buy the hype, but if they are, what the hell? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I think it was just, just, just a headline, just a and get some clicks get some views but uh alvin Kamara slows down though uh the running back spot he had 14 carries for 83 receiving yards did have a couple of receptions as well too that you know buffed up his day he did give you about 22 fantasy points um on the week so not bad there uh for alvin Kamara owners and the saints yeah pull out a close division game um still haven't seen enough they the, the offense does look like it's still um hasn't found itself yet so this is the team i expect especially in the second half of the season to really turn it on as long as they can keep Kamara healthy keep their guys healthy get michael thomas back out there you know i could see this saints team really stepping it up and, and having a good better second half of the season offensively that is i mean they're foreign too so they're playing well but offensively to see uh them a lot more explosive Next game that we're going to talk on was not explosive at all. And this was probably where you got most of your duds on fantasy this week. The Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Man, the Bills, they take that loss to Kansas City. Now they get a, a, a bunny against the New York Jets. 
the oh now zero and seven New York Jets, and they went eighteen to ten. I mean, they got the dub, but damn, what happened? I mean, Josh Allen thirty of forty three, three hundred and seven passing yards. Also led all rushers with eleven carries, sixty one rushing yards. No touchdowns, you know. Um, it was a, it was a funky one. It was all field goals, honestly. The only person who did score a touchdown was Lamichael Pirine. Believe that is a backup running back for the Jets. But other than that, what a horrible AFC East game. Uh, we're we're due for these a uh, couple of these uh, throughout the year, so this was one of them. So kudos to get that out of the way. Um, on this Jet side. I mean, we're not going to talk about it. There was no one really to talk about. Jamison Crowder, um, I don't believe he's suited up this week. Uh, and yeah, there's, I mean, you don't need any receivers on this Jets team. So we're not going to even, I'm not going to do that to you guys. All right, I'm just not going to. On this Bills side though, keep your faith in Josh Allen. Keep your faith in Stephon Diggs. Uh, Cole Beasley, I've been talking about him for a little bit, but he may be someone you want to go look at on waivers and someone we're probably going to touch on waivers in a bit. Also, too, if you're looking for a kicker, Tyler Bass is the guy. Go pick him up. I'm looking at it. This guy had six field goals. He might have won you your week if you played him. How obnoxious. Oh, what are we doing winning fantasy games with kickers? <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another good fantasy day and oh man Aaron Rodgers was cooking he was cooking 23-34 283 passing yards four passing touchdowns Green Bay Packers 35 Houston Texans 20 Aaron Rodgers gave you about 35 fantasy points so you were sitting happy with that production there uh, Aaron Jones was a scratch for this game Jamal Williams though filled his shoes with no problem uh, 19 carries, 77 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown. Jamal Williams gave you about 21 fantasy points on the day. So if you're able to pick him up and stream him, kudos to you. Devontae Adams is back. Oh, man. And back with just dominance. 13 receptions, 196 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, 44 fantasy points. Devontae Adams is obnoxious been saying this from uh preseason he is my projected wide receiver one on the year he's already missed a couple games guarantee you a couple more like this which i believe he will have this guy's gonna skyrocket right back up into that top uh top tier there for wide receivers there are some guys who are balling out though too but Devonte adams with aaron Rodgers and how this uh packers offense is flowing right now oh man the ceiling is high on the Texan side, though, Sean Watson went 29-39, 309 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Gave you a much better week than last week. 28 points there for Deshaun. David Johnson, kind of a slow day. Gave you 14 carries for 42 uh, rushing yards. I believe he did have a receiving touchdown in this game. And then Randall Cobb getting a little revenge on his old team, the Green Bay Packers. Eight receptions for 95 receiving yards. Uh, no one on this Texans team really had a stellar day. Uh, Will Fuller caught a late touchdown pass from Deshaun. But other than that, the Texans looked like the Texans. Can't play really great against, you know, decent defenses. They just, there's one of those teams that needs to be in a shootout. Um, and that's what most of their games are going to be, I believe, this year, are shootouts. Uh, them mostly coming from behind, unfortunately. I mean, they are sitting at 1-6. Packers are at 5-1. and one, So, 
complete opposites for both of these teams, but good to see that both of these teams were able to provide some fantasy stars there for you guys this week. It's going to get into the afternoon games now, and the Bucks 45, the Raiders 20. Here's the Tom Brady that everyone has been expecting. Finished at quarterback one on the year. Let's see what Timmy Brady did, though, for y'all. He went 33 of 45, 369 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, no interceptions on the day. Uh, him and another rookie who we're gonna t- uh, rookie who we're gonna touch on here on our next game, uh, both gave you about 44 points. Brady just edged them out a little bit there. Looks like on the yardage wise, um, Scotty Miller coming up big for Brady though. Six receptions, 109 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. He led all receivers on the day. Derek Carr on the other side, 24 36, 284 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception for Mr. Carr there. Give you a decent day there at the running back spot. I believe Josh Jacobs was a early scratch, or he had gotten injured early uh, on in the game. So unfortunately, Jalen Richard took over that backfield and. It's just we don't even need to talk about what he did. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, though, looks like he's starting to peak as his Raiders number one, either him or Henry Ruggs, but five receptions, 107 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Uh, Brady was a technician out there today. Uh, he really picked apart this Las Vegas defense. And, you know, those are the type of games I think now we're going to start seeing from the Bucks, and especially with the addition of Antonio Brown. It's going to be interesting to see this team's dynamic and see what they can do uh, with a talent like Antonio Brown. I assume they're going to have uh, Evans on one side, Brown on the other, throw Godwin and Miller in the middle, switch that up with some Gronkowski, uh, some Cameron Braid in there as well too. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Brown meshes with this offense. Uh, Coach Bruce Arians pretty much is saying, you know, well, I think whatever coaches say, uh, not a one-strike policy, but you're, you're coming here to play football, and, and that's what we expect of you, to play football. So this could be a really good thing for this Bucks offense moving forward, um, especially for Tom Brady giving him another weapon to eat at. I'm not too worried about Mike Evans on the receiving end. Godwin might be able to steal some of that work. Um, I still think Brady and Mike Evans' connection is really um, – really flourished and shown from week one, honestly. And I, and I continue to believe that because it seems like whenever Brady's in a pinch, that's who he's looking to get the ball to is Mike Evans. But yeah, we'll see what this Bucks team's going to be doing now moving forward. Um, I'm not really excited. I didn't like when Antonio Brown, you know, did what he did last year to get on the Patriots uh, this year. I'd much rather seen him go to a team, and not even like Seattle, uh, Baltimore, like a team that could have actually really used his help and that he would have made better. And I typically, yes, on paper, does he make his Bucks team look better? Yes, he does. But we'll see how they all mesh. I mean, hell, even with the unfortunate loss of Odell today, the Browns could have used Antonio Brown. Um, so unfortunately, it is what it is. We'll see what the Bucks do moving forward. The Raiders, you know, they're playing still frisky ball, sitting at 3-3, three and three, so I expect them to continue on that uh, trajectory there. But now our next game, and this is um, let's talk about this rookie, man. He is He's looking dominant. Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Chargers 39, Jacksonville Jaguars 29. Herbert is that guy. 
holy crap did the Chargers hit a home run with this QB. 27 of 43, 347 passing yards, three passing touchdowns on the day. Also, also led all rushers with nine carries, 66 yards, one rushing touchdown on the Chargers side. He had himself a day. 44 fantasy points for you there. If you had uh, streamed him, had picked him up, he's someone that I picked up in a couple leagues that I had Dak Prescott in and just plugging him in, and he is filling the shoes just brilliantly right now. Keenan Allen on the receiving end, 10 receptions, 125 receiving yards. Keenan Allen gave you about 22 fantasy points on the day, so you're happy with that. On the other end, though, Gardner Minshew, uh, 1427, 173 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. That's, that's what we've been getting from Gardner lately. You know, he hasn't been blowing up the stat sheets against these uh, better defenses. Um, but James Robinson came back to life after uh, a little bit of an absence there. 22 carries, 119 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown there for James Robinson. He finished at the running back two on the week. Not one, but two. Um, He's been someone just, he can catch out of the backfield. He can run out of the backfield. If you picked him up in waivers after week one, like I did, uh, we might have the waiver wire claim off the year so far. I mean, he's balling out, like giving you top 12 production numbers there. And this if it continues at this rate, he's going to finish maybe even top eight. At the running back spot as a no-namer going into this year. So he's someone that has definitely uh, carved out a name there for himself. And just skill-wise, though, looks better than Leonard Fournette. Looks better than Chris Thompson, who's still there. Looks better than Raquel Armstead, who's on the COVID list and still is. And prayers out to Raquel. He's still being affected by, uh, by COVID. Um, but we're talking football, man. Robinson is that guy. He definitely is that guy. I uh, like him moving forward. But... Teams, and, and, and I had a lot of people blowing me up about G, DJ Chark. Um, again, it's just, it is becoming a little more inconsistent now, unfortunately, for uh, DJ Chark. I mean, he only had one reception in this game, 26 yard, uh, receiving yards. But if you look at the matchup, though, he was matched up against Chris Harris, you know, one of the better Q, uh, cornerbacks in this league. And just Gardner Minshew right now is, he's someone that is just moving the ball over the place. Uh, me as a DJ Chark owner who continues to play him, don't give up hope. Because when he has those huge blow-up games, um, you're, you're going to be uh, uh, overjoyed. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of a word there to really uh, pinpoint it because DJ Chark is one of those guys who can give you a 30-point game on any week, uh, any given Sunday, honestly, uh, with the offense that he's on. Because his Jaguars offense is going to be a team and an offense that are playing from behind a lot. And typically whenever you're doing that, you are passing the ball heavy. And that is just going to play in favor for this number one wide receiver on the Jaguars, DJ Chark. So don't lose faith there, Jaguars fans. For you DJ Chark owners, um, I think he's going to have a good rest uh, second half of the season, especially once kind of, the, you know, the bad teams fizzle out and the good team, you know, that those benchmarks are made because i think right now it's still a toss-up uh who's really a good team and who's really a bad team i mean we know the jags are bad but they might be good for fantasy let's see what happens and our last game before sunday night the 49ers 33 the new england patriots six 
Uh, I'm sorry for you, Cam Newton uh, play, uh, owners, and especially y'all who started him. Uh, he gave you a horrible week. Horrible, horrible week for Cam Newton. Uh, I think it was maybe two fantasy points, if that. So I'm really sorry for your loss there. Uh, yeah, this Pats, just no one on the Pats team did anything. And we'll just leave it at that. Uh, on this Niner side, though, Jimmy G, he had a, a hard day. 2025, 277 passing yards, but two interceptions, nothing at all there. Brandon Ayuk led all receivers, six receptions and 115 receiving yards. But the man who did ball out in this game and did finish at running back one, Jeff Wilson Jr., 17 carries, 112 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. I've been saying it. Any running back in Kyle Shanahan's system will be a top guy like they have the upside to finish as a honestly running back one i mean that's how he schemes these guys and it's crazy that they you know if it's whether if it's jerry mckinnon raheem mostert matt Breida when he was there back in the day you know they have a lot of depth uh tevin coleman they have so much depth at running back and Kyle Shanahan is someone who uses those running backs and knows how to use those running backs. Fortunately, Jeff Wilson, I believe, did leave this game with a high ankle sprain. So on waivers, again, we're talking Jarek McKinnon. You know, we're talking, honestly, I don't even know who they have in their backfield. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a look at that, and we'll touch on that on waivers as well. But start instilling that in your mind. And even for future seasons, you know, if – if I have a running back, you know, if I'm looking for a running back and especially one to, to give me some high upside, look at who the Niners have in their backfield, you know. And now McKinnon's starting into the starting role, and it looks like here the backup is J. Michael Hasty. So, again, go pick him up on waivers. We're going to talk about him. But that's about it for this game. Not too much popping off. Good for the Niners. Back uh, over 500 with four and three record. Patriots dropping down to two and four. And probably uh, this might be the game of the week. I don't know if Pittsburgh, Tennessee, you can go both ways with it. This one had more scoring, but Sunday night football game. Uh, Arizona Cardinals 37, Seattle Seahawks 34. The Cardinals giving the Seahawks their first loss of the season. If you needed fantasy points at the end of the day and you had someone in this game, you got them. Uh, the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson, 33 of 50, 388 passing yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, though, for Russ. So that was a little uncommon seeing, but 38 fantasy points on the day. He also led the Seahawks' backfield with six carries and 84 yards. I believe Chris Carson went out with his game with an injury, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Carlos Hyde did get the bulk of the work and did finish with 16 fantasy points on the day. He's, again, someone we will be talking about in waivers. Um, but wide receiver-wise, and this, I'm going to give you guys, here's the rant I had. So I go into this game being up by, I think it was like 25 points. Um, playing against Tyler Lockett, and he just drops a huge 45 bomb on me. So I lost my week due to that second highest score in my league as well too but i'm still gonna lose uh that's unfortunate but lock it 15 receptions 200 receiving yards three receiving touchdowns uh 45 fantasy points on the day <sighs> happy for the kid do your thing man went nuts uh 
everyone on the Seahawks team, honestly, is just blowing up this year at some point. Uh, it's unfortunate to see Chris Carson go down with a, an injury again. Uh, Metcalf, he was a little limited in this game as well, too. Didn't have a huge, huge week like we expected, but uh, did make an amazing chase down play. If you haven't seen it yet, I suggest you go watch it. It was honestly just shocking to see um, what he did. I mean, again, fantasy day, he only had two catches, I believe, uh, around 25 receiving yards, but... He chased down, I believe it was Buda Baker on a pick. Uh, Buda Baker is about to score, and you just see Metcalf come. I mean, oh my, you got to watch it. Dude's a freak of nature. But on this Cardinal side, Kyler Murray did the damn thing 34 48, 360 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, one interception. Kyler Murray gave you about 43 fantasy points. He is consistent with it now. And with Kenyon Drake going out of this game, too, he did it on the rushing end as well, too. 14 carries for 67 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Kyler had a day. And so did his number one wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. He had 10 receptions, 103 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. D-Hop gave you about 25 uh, fantasy points on the day. Good day just on both sides. Um, I like seeing games like this when you, you know, Big fantasy days, good fantasy, uh, good game in general, a good division game as well. A lot of uh, a lot of scoring, a lot of excitement came down to OT honestly, and it was just a phenomenal game from start to finish. Uh, both of these teams are moving forward. I mean, start them both. Start your your Cardinals, start your Seahawks, and Christian Kirk is a Cardinal we can uh, talk about as well too. Been hyping him up early on in fantasy, but he's someone you may want to start looking at. Uh, getting on waivers as well too but that's gonna do it up there for our week seven recap show uh currently monday night bears rams we're about midway through the third quarter Rams 17 bears three uh we'll touch on this game on our week eight preview show we're gonna shoot to do that one i believe thursday afternoon still trying to get everything with the software uh figured out so Hopefully have that up by Thursday, but you can check the Instagram there just for any updates on it. But we will give you our Thursday night preview uh, today, and we'll touch up on our waivers and get on out of here. But this is going to be a quick preview. I'm not seeing a lot in this game that I'm really liking. I mean, it's going to be really dialed down to just um, who these fantasy guys are. But Falcons at Panthers, and we're kind of touching back on our recap. I want all Falcons receiver, you know, Julio, Calvin Ridley starting this game. Todd Gurley's a go. Matt Ryan is a go in this game. That's who I like on the Falcons side. On this Panthers side, Robbie Anderson. Throw him in there. DJ Moore. He's 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 in a full full breakout right now. And uh, even Teddy Bridgewater. I would start him in this game along with Mike Davis as well at the running back position. Chris McCaffrey doesn't seem like he is going to suit up in this one. Even if he was first game back, I'm not I'm not feeling it, especially against this. Uh, I don't want to say frisky Falcons team, but just they don't need them this week. They, they're they going to be able to handle the Falcons, I believe, without McCaffrey. So why not give them another week to rest? Uh, but that's what I'm really liking in this game. I think the Panthers are going to take care of business at home. Uh, expect Julio, DJ Moore, those guys all just to have big days. Um, but yeah, it should be a good game to start off our week 
eight slate of games. Again, look out for that week eight preview. And just to touch on a couple waiver wire guys that you're going to want to be looking at. I mean, unfortunately, Jeff Wilson Jr. is someone who went out. I like Chase Edmonds, Jamal Williams. These are two guys here that I'm liking a lot that you can go pick up. If Boston Scott is still out there for Philadelphia, like his upside. Carlos Hyde, for sure, with Chris Carson being out. Um, I'm not too sure what's going on in the New York backfield, uh, New York Giants, that is, with uh, Devontae Freeman, Wayne Gallman. But if that kind of thing interests you, I would like Wayne Gallman. I think he's the guy now moving forward. At our wide receiver position, uh, Scotty Miller. I mean, he's giving you hit and misses games. Him and Cole Beasley are both kind of in that slot tier to where they can give you a good flex weekend, um, especially if you're hurting at wide receiver. Uh, Want to see a little more from Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Christian Kirk, this is two weeks now where he's been involved in the offense. I like him now moving forward. Uh, for some reason, if T. Higgins is still out there, please go pick him up. Uh, T. Higgins should not be on your waiver wire. And uh, the last guy, though, I'm really liking a lot, and that is Rashard Higgins for the Browns. liked a lot what I was seeing out of that uh, Browns, game, Browns game after he had went out. Looked like Baker was relying on him, and especially with them already having that connection together. Um, look at that tandem or that duo right there moving forward. Um, and then other than that, not too much, not too many other people popping up on the uh, the radar this week for uh, waivers. And we'll go ahead and get out of here with our shout outs. And I mean, like I've been saying, the only shout out we're giving on this show right now, you better be registered to vote. Go vote. Your voice makes a difference. We need every vote this year. Okay, but. I know y'all heard me preach about it. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but it matters. Your voice matters. You matter. Let's get out there. Go vote. But that's going to wrap it up for our Week 7 show. I will see you guys Thursday for our Week 8 preview. Break.